0: Hello and welcome back to Project 99. It is August 12th. I I have to laugh, I think it was the last episode we uploaded. Maybe it was the one before that, I don't know. I When I was uploading it and I was listening to the beginning of it and typing in the description and everything, I uh, I was like, oh, it's the end of July. I guess we'll see what April brings. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, I was sober when I said that. So, you know, there's that. But um, no, I meant August, obviously. But so here we are. August. And it's
1: like almost two weeks into August. Yeah. We have got to get on the ball. There's so much stuff that happens. I know,
0: it's so exhausting though. I, I think know, I'm I might die to, I think I might starts. have to set
1: my studio up like just with my microphone, so like weeks that you can't. Like it's so much more fun we do together, but so much stuff happens in between and I just feel like, ah oh, man, I don't even know what to talk about the how we get back together again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like today's
1: going to be a hodgepodge because there's like, we're just going to try to hit on a bunch of stuff, but, um, what do you want to talk about first?
0: All right. So first of all, um, I don't know. I've kind of been on a tangent and all these topics link together in one way or another, I feel like, um, because we were just talking about the episode where we had Jermaine and Ron Scott on and, you know, it was after, uh, I think it was after the George Floyd shooting had happened. It was either right before it or right after it. You mean, you said shooting? Oh, George sorry. Floyd, yes, the, the George, George Floyd, Floyd murder. Yes, murder. Um, not shooting. My apologies. Uh, but they were on the show, and you know, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, are you gonna get mad if people like? blow this up and then they just move on and, and you know it doesn't that infuriate you because it, it does infuriate me. That's like one thing with any issue. I just I so fucking hate that people want to get on the internet and virtue signal and then they just they never do anything. Um and they had made the comment that, you know, it's just another quote unquote episode of the the black people show. Right. And so we're trying to make a conscious effort to not let that be the case. Right. Because like when you're having
1: a conversation with somebody, like especially a long one like we do in this podcast, like sometimes You just ramble on. But, like, when they said that, I was like, hey, wake up because this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, don't just let this go, you know, back under the carpet when this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really was, to me, like, a calling for us to revisit it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I don't know why. I don't know why out of all the things that were spoken that day that 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 was one One thing that was said that I was like, you're absolutely right. So I feel like I get infuriated with this all the time. So we're going to, today we're going to review some of the cases um, of police killings and see where they are and what's happening with them. I also want to talk a little bit about Kamala Harris, since we just found out she is Biden's pick for VP. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this uh, hashtag, the save the children thing. As well, which I'm hoping eventually to have a few of my friend who are social workers come on the show and and talk a little bit about what are things that you can do. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But first, we'll start with uh, this Kamala Harris thing. Because, you know, at first, there's a lot of people on the super left that are like, fuck her. She's a cop. And then there are other people (laughs) on the left that I know that are like, no, this is great. Like, you know, black woman vice president. And I'm kind of like somewhere in between there. I'm like, you know, I don't know. When she was running for president, she kind of ran on the very basic Democratic platform. And I feel like at first I liked her because she wants to end private prisons. And she was kind of back in Bernie on the, you know, she signed his single-payer health plan deal. But then she immediately like turned around and backed out of it. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that was shitty. Like, where, I mean, where do you lie there? It just seems like she was pandering because she thought maybe Bernie had a shot so right, she suckered up to him and then when she saw that wasn't happening, she backed right. out so I don't like that um, but she was against separating kids at the border, which I think is important and she was for Dreamers um, she's a supporter of the Dreamers path of citizenship and all that so I'm like, okay, good and bad there um, and I was shocked to be reading that, you know, in 2008 after the big housing collapse that she secured a big settlement for homeowners in California um which made people think of her as, like, a consumer protection but, advocate. <laughs> but then she turned around and refused to prosecute uh, Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin, yeah. Steve Mnuchin, um, with absolutely no explanation for why. Now, let's talk about what Steve Mnuchin did. He was running a bank. Okay, first of all, he's the Secretary of Treasury under Trump. Under Trump, So if yeah. you don't know him at all, that's what his position is. Um, yeah, then go ahead, Mick. So he was, he was one of the banks that loaned,
1: you know, money to people to get houses. And then he, uh, you know, foreclosed on them. But when investigations were done into his bank, uh, there were, there was widespread, according to the investigation, widespread um, illegal seizures of people's houses. Like he, and you know, like, like Juke was saying, like she just declined to prosecute them And then when they ask her why, you know, she was asking the media when she was running for president, well, why did you, um, you know, fail to prosecute him? And she was like, well, my office made that decision. Like, that's a shitty answer. Like, don't say that. Like, if you had a good reason, say
0: it. If you didn't, then just say it. But I don't like that. You know what I mean? So it just oh. seems like she's protecting corporate interests already. Right. You know, before she was even in any kind of... um Elected official position, just you know, just as on a presidential level. I mean, now we're talking about her being VP, but you know, even just before when she was a prosecuting attorney and you're doing this kind of shit, I mean, that just tells me I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you know, there's been a lot of complaints about her um, not looking into attorney
1: that she kept people in jail, that
0: right, that there was evidence that it mm-hmm. wasn't them and she didn't investigate police shootings, and you know, there was a lot of that talk. So I don't know, I don't trust her. I feel like it's probably not the worst pick um because part of me in the back of my head well was, no the good thing i can say about it is not susan rice <laughs> it's not hillary clinton <laughs> so i mean there's those things i guess i
1: can't believe that this is the the
0: like criteria the bar's we're so trying low.
1: to we're trying to pat ourselves in the back going, well <laughs> this is not susan rice
0: yeah uh yeah no i saw this really hilarious meme today that was like a picture of bernie sanders and aoc and it was like what i ordered And then it's a picture of Biden and Harris, and it was like what I got from Wish.com. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they are the knockoff of what progressives wanted. Um, Well, this
1: is how clueless CNN is, okay? So they had Trump on for his, I don't even know what to call, press conference, I guess, briefing. His daily babble his da- that's what they should call it dude that's <laughs> the daily even a good babble. the daily babble and now president trump for the daily Babel. that is such a good like t- i'm gonna i'm gonna tell cnn they need to yeah. add that as like their little cry on at the bottom and now the off to the daily babble jim you want to take us to the daily Babel? but um yeah he just trump has the amazing capacity yeah. to talk forever and say absolutely nothing I like know. yeah i sit it's at home bigly- and I scream at my TV. It's not just his lack of vocabulary. It's the fact that he qualifies everything. So he'll say, we well, you know some people say, which is generic, like who are the some people? We have no idea. who It's almost like all the imaginary voices in his head that tell him he's good and he's doing a good job and cheer him on and agree with him he's he calls them his some people like some people
0: i know i love that interview he did with what was the guy's name super funny he showed it to me uh everybody was talking about it what's his name um uh, you know he hands in the picture do you like me and he's oh, like, oh yeah yeah, what? yeah what's that it was like name? jim acosta
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It might have been jim acosta no, no, papadopoulos no no
0: no, no. what was, was the guy's it? name just recently yeah somebody
1: showed me that meme but i can't remember who it was what some some reporter yeah, I forget Hands him his a name paper and his Trump hands him and yeah. he's like, "Do you like me? Check yes or no." Yeah. <laughs> Super funny. And he name checks name. no and then he's just Trump's looking at him like, "Huh? Yeah.
0: Why?" It was that interview and I don't know why the guy's name is escaping me now. But um <laughs> Trump's like, "You know, just read the books. Read the read the manuals, read the books." And he's like, "What books? What manuals?" And he's just like, "The books." <laughs> like, yeah. He just Trump is, if you've ever met someone in your life who is a habitual, like, liar or, right. like, can't fucking help it, uh, they just lie about everything, Right. that's what they do. Right. And then they, when you confront them about, like, well, who said that? Right. Or where did you read that? And or I worked what for, site did you get right. that? They cannot answer they because can't. they
1: made it up. And I worked for a boss who was, a lot of people didn't like him because they thought that he was, like, uh, you know, complete OCD and he was a pain in the ass. But what I liked about him was he prepared you for any kind of situation where you would be like in court being cross-examined, which I've been deposed, and, you know, how you're going to be basically dragged, dragged over the coals. And you, so when you write a report, he would call you in the office and be like, so how did you get this information? Like, your report had to be tight. And I appreciated that about him because the last thing I want to do is write a sloppy ass report and then six months down the road when I can't really remember the details of that report, get called into court on it.
0: So but this is what this is it's so happens. funny though like you had that in your job as a security person but this yes. is the fucking president. right? And he can't answer questions when he says, well, they say it in books. And he's like, right. what books? <laughs> but no this is the thing, answer.
1: though. This is the thing, though. When you get any group of people, and liberals do it too, liberals are conservatives, you get in a group of echo chamber, right? And oh, yeah, nobody, sure. nobody makes you qualify
0: anything. Right. Well, that's what I feel like Facebook is today. It's just an echo chamber of people bashing on uh, Kamala Harris. And I'm like, well, why don't you like her? And they're like, well, she's a fucking cop. And I'm like, but she's not a cop. She was a prosecutor. Okay, she's a she was a prosecutor. So, well, she likes cops, and I'm like, well, what did she do specifically? And they they can't fucking answer because they're just a right. liberal echo chamber of well, we don't like her because we don't right. like her. And then we get on the whole corrupt thing, like, oh, well, the the primaries were rigged. And I'm just like, I don't know that they were. Maybe the first time against Clinton, I'd absolutely say Bernie got fucked, and he still got fucked in the sense that the DSC just would not get behind him; they wouldn't help him. Mm-hmm. And he had the uphill battle if he didn't take corporate donations. Like, we can talk about all that. But just straight up, did they rig it? I don't know. There's no proof of that. I'm not going to claim it the second time. But there's no not proof of it. Uh, but that's I what a Trump yeah, supporter would say. T- and that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> you, y'all can go on that train, but I'm not doing that because I'm not them. And right. I'm not stupid to that level. So, no, I ain't got no proof that it was rigged the second time. But look, here's the funny the thing. The cards were stacked against him, but was there actual fraud? I don't fucking I think can't prove I know there was. With the whole I mean, Pete Buttigieg thing? That was so shitty I mean it was. It was shaky and it was shitty, but do I have proof of it? No. I feel like in twenty sixteen there was just no denying. There right. was no denying it. There was absolute I feel like there there was just no there was no yeah. explanation for it. But in, in this election, in the twenty sixteen election I or the 2020 election? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, maybe there was, and I wouldn't doubt it. But until I see something concrete, I'm just not going to jump to that. You know. And then mm-hmm. you just sound like a sore loser. Like no matter what happens, you're going to say it was rigged, and that's a total Trump move. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know. So I mean, Joe Biden was a popular candidate. He was the vice president. But I can, he, but it's he he was, realistic. But he was sucking though. Like, so he was. Bad he was so sucking. Long. But I don't know. I I can see it. That it seems. It seems uh, plausible. To me so until i see something concrete i'm not gonna just hurry up and jump on the bandwagon of a, oh i was immediately screwed and you know what at this point even if you were screwed what are you gonna do about it what are you gonna do right i mean this is what i'm saying is that all of these people on the left get on facebook and they do their bitching and they're moaning and they post their fucking pictures of guillotines like they're gonna actually do something and like y'all are a bunch of pussies most of you don't vote first of all and secondly the rest of you are you know you don't even own a gun you don't even own a fucking gun dude like who are you on the left? You just you just comply. That's
1: all you do. Yeah. So well, I mean, honestly, like that's that has always confused me because if you really believe that Trump is is ushering in fascism and he's coming, he's gonna start rounding up his enemies, which to me doesn't seem all that fantastical. Why are you disarming yourself? Right. No, like, I can't. That's I can't. never made any sense left, to me. Dude, it's I never I really made can't. any sense to me. And speaking of that, there is a cool video. It was on YouTube of a black militia group in Georgia. You might recall that the whole mask lockdown thing caused all these right wing beer belly guys to get off their couch and come out with their AR-15s and go up to the governor's house and, you know, be
0: on the steps of the mansion. And follow the law completely like they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I love that. It just reminds me of the flag. That's the don't tread on me flag. But it says instead of saying don't tread on me, it says we like cops now. Cause that's those people. I swear to you, that's those fucking people. Like, we're going to protest with our guns, but we're going to follow the law officer. Oh,
1: don't worry. It's so weird. Like, they were so anti-cop, but now because they're pro-Trump and Trump is pro-cop, they're switching their, I don't know, this is crazy, but... Yeah, I almost thought that but I anyways, was But anyways, a be black to... militia group, I said like, you know what, what's wrong with, like, why don't you see black people doing this? Could you imagine? Well, they did. A well, you massive that too. Is that, black you know, militia group marched if through streets you want, of Georgia.
0: If you want some kind of Gun restrictions, you just arm all the minorities, and Republicans will jump right on it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's good. All minorities should and, absolutely be armed. And let
1: me just translate for anybody who doesn't speak Republican, that law and order means no laws for us, in order for the peasants. The right. peasants will be
0: in order. And it's our version of order, not I mean, yours. It's
1: our version of order. Right. right. I mean, go back to Nixon. Like, it's, it's all about... You know, if you're in our little cast up here in an elite cast, then we don't have laws. They don't apply to us. But all of the rest of you are going to be strictly controlled by the law and punished severely.
0: Yeah, which I don't want to get off topic. But for some reason, when you brought that up, it just made me want to add this antidote here. Of fuck Elvis, because oh, he tried. Boot he Nixon. tried so hard to lick fucking so Nixon's weird. boots.
1: It's so weird. He was There's like, ah, so I'm pissed much-
0: off at all those fucking hippies running my record deals down because their music's better than mine so i'm gonna turn around and try to be a fucking <laughs> i don't Nixon think that's a direct licker. quote but <laughs> no that's <laughs> a little bit of ad lib there Duke, what had happened i mean i just you know what i know that's crazy and maybe a lot of people already knew about that but i didn't learn about that until college and that shocked me because i was like you know what fuck you elvis that's why history is great like my
1: mom today you know she is her and my dad they're just little good little trump devotees and boomers Little boomer Trump devotees, and um, I don't know if they're Trump. Well, my mom is a Trump devotee. My dad claims he's not like Trump, but he's Fox News like in and out like all day long watching Fox News. Shoots that shit up in his veins for real. And um, <laughs> you should
0: put a blocker on their TV that blocks Fox News. And they see- would
1: they would have a nervous breakdown.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they know they, what's funny is I'll, get into, a de-
0: radicalize I'll get
1: into a debate with them about something and they'll like bring up fo- something that's on Fox and like stop listening to Fox News stuff like that's not that's fake it's not even real like it's and they're like we don't watch Fox News and they act like I don't come to their house and look on their TV it's constantly on Fox News yes you do you're an addict to Fox News but anyway so you know I was there today and my dad starts talking about Kamala right he starts bringing up The fact that she's not really black, which thanks Donald Trump Jr. for, you know, bringing that up. She's not really a black American, he said. She's an Indian, half Indian and half Jamaican. Now, for all of you Americans out there who are Jamaican and Indian, did you know that you're you're not Americans? For real? You're not really I mean, the way he says it is like, well, she's not a black American, well, we can see her skin is black. She's, right, exactly. she's a person of color. So he's saying she's not an American because she is Indian and Jamaican. Well, I hate to break it to him, but there's a lot of Indian people who are American citizens. There's a lot of Jamaican people who are Indian, uh, American citizens.
0: Right, like my so what heritage are is of exactly. English people, so am I not American now? But I mean, th- that it's, doesn't make any sense. But it's
1: so steeped in racism, and the people that follow that line of thought will never admit they're racist. They'll never in a million years admit it. So he starts talking about how, you know, uh, she's not really black and this and that. And I'm like, and then talked about her dad, who's a, who's uh, I think a hardcore right winger from the stuff that I've read about him. Um, and supposedly they owned slaves back in the day, like way back in their family. So who cares? It has nothing to do with her. Oh, and the way he prefaced this whole conversation about Kamala was, just like that Indonesian. He will not say Obama's name. He will. He has never uttered <laughs> Obama's name. He uh, calls him that thing. Oh, wow. He calls him the Indonesian, that Kenyan experiment.
0: Oh, you mean, I'm sorry. You mean the same people that are also saying he's still your president? Yeah. <laughs> About
1: Trump. So he they won't have even this say vile Obama's hatred name. of Obama. You oh, should respect vile hatred.
0: the office of president, even if you don't like them. Right. But won't even say Obama's name. Yeah. yeah. Perfect.
1: And racism all started with Obama. You know, the country right, yeah. wasn't racist until Obama. We were Obama.
0: totally fine till then. Yeah. No, none of that shit ever happened. There was absolutely no racism. But as, soon as, he no said, racism as soon as he all.
1: said, Kamala is just like that Indonesian, I was like, here we go again. Here we fucking go again. We're going to yeah. start talking some birth or shit. And he, he's like, you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. So basically what he tried to say was that Kamala's parents were not in the country long enough when she um. was born that she's a citizen
0: of course and of course, course we're like, resorting what to the that already fuck
1: are you talking about if these people had any oh,
0: you just told me I'm that really if a, i don't want to talk bad about my elders you just told me that if an, a
1: mexican person comes across the border and has a baby that baby's a citizen and then they try to have the parents stay here because the baby's a u.s citizen did you not do you not complain about that all the time but now you're saying that her parents weren't in the country long enough how that long she's is long enough it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, and so fucking straw man arguments. And then also, she, her her mother had the audacity to go to Canada for like six years or so to study further her education and her work as a, a scientist.
0: Well, goddamn motherfucking liberals.
1: So, I guess you lose your American <laughs> citizenship if you go to another country for a couple of years? What the fuck is that about? Like, it's... Here's the thing. And this is what I told him. I said, just stop. If you want to hate... Camilla Harris for something, hate her for being a corporatist. Don't, why are you making up shit that's A, not real, Because B, from 200 her, years ago? Why are you doing that?
0: For being a corporatist, then they'd have to also hate all the people they love. So they there can't do go. that. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about Kamala Harris. Again, I feel like, what the fuck is even the point in arguing about this? Because I really don't have a choice. Because if I don't vote, I am a fucking bleeding heart, and I'll think about those kids who are still in cages. Mm -hmm. And I know they were in cages under Obama, but there are more of them under cages and under Trump and nothing's being done about it. And the Trump administration clearly does not give a fuck how many people protest or what happens. Mm -hmm. So at least I can hope that if Biden gets elected, that when people put their foot down and say, we're not going to fucking stand for this shit, that he might cave somewhere and give us something, which is more than we'll have with Trump. And I get it because I've been one of those people that's like, fuck this. I'm not playing into this centrist bullshit. I'm not playing into giving them what they want because, you know, they didn't give me the person that actually represents me. Like, I get all that. I get all that anger, but I just, I don't know. We still got a while till November, but I just don't know that I can continue to follow politics and know that I just chose not to vote or voted for a third party that I know didn't have a chance. You know, I I don't know if I can live with that. And I, I don't support them at all, but it's like at least I feel like there's a sliver of accountability with them. That we don't have with trump i mean the bar is so low right now there's just no way to make it redeemable but well and here's what every person has to vote their conscience okay
1: but at the same time you know the the supreme court because we failed to develop any kind of rules about when people retire and whatnot um you know we have ruth bader ginsburg love the lady but she you know she's her health is failing she's not going to make it through another trump presidency And the one thing I will say about the Republicans, and I've said this about them many, many times on this show, is I might despise a lot of their lack of morals and and the fact that they're criminals, but they're very smart. They look at politics as as you would a war. They have tactics. They have strategy. They have been building a political infrastructure to strengthen themselves for the past 20 years. What have Democrats been doing? What the fuck have they been doing? Well, and this is kind you of you too. You is have a streamlined organization that basically selects young conservatives and pushes them and gives them internships with Supreme Court justices and works them through and lines them up, primes them for the pump. so when a position comes open, they stick these right wingers on the court system. and I don't care what kind of laws you have on the books. If you've got the wrong kind of judges in the court, they'll just rule that that law is, you know, unconstitutional. You have to be careful with the balance of powers. And the Republicans have—they have almost all the state legislatures now are Republican-controlled. I think there's a handful that are not controlled by Republicans. State legislature, that's huge. They control the judiciary. We have a census that's being taken right now, and guess what's going to happen with that census? There's going to be gerrymandering. They're going to be picking the voters instead of the voters picking the people. I mean— they really have tactically outmaneuvered the Democratic Party.
0: They really have. And, the, and another problem with the Democratic Party is, too, is that, I mean, we see it time and time again. Trump even said himself that he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and his people would still vote for him, his people still like him. And, th- right. and it's right, it's true, mm-hmm. because there are lots of people that no matter what. And I can honestly say that I do know someone who voted for Trump that since all of this uh, Epstein shit has come to light, has now changed their mind and said that they're not going to vote for Trump and they're not going to vote for Biden either because they think that they're both pedophiles. And, you know, although I might not agree with all of the conspiracies that this person believes, um, I do kind of respect that, that they were a diehard Trump person, but now that they think they are involved with all the Epstein bullshit, that they're choosing not to vote for them. And I feel like that's legitimate because... A lot of people are posting about the save the children thing right now, but, and they're bringing up all these celebrities that there's no evidence of actually doing anything. They're
1: mm-hmm. not even on the
0: flight logs, mm-hmm. but then they're ignoring Trump who is on the flight logs and has clearly been involved with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. So at least I can give this specific person those props for not just shelling this out and ignoring it. Um. Which I guess is a perfect opportunity to move on to the next thing I wanted to bring up, which was this whole, the hashtag save the children thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: if there's anything I hate, it's people who take bits of information or fake information and they run with it until they're bored. They just want to be a part of whatever's going on on Facebook right now and seem like they're, I don't know, standing for something that matters. And it just blows my fucking mind. And It, just, it makes me want to grab every single one of them and be like, you're a piece of shit, okay? And you're not fooling anybody. Everyone knows you're a piece of shit because it took you five seconds to retweet this and it did nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's just call it what it is. Your fucking virtue sign- signaling, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I see all these posts about save the children, save the children, and a lot of them are from Republicans. And I'm like, okay, well, save the children. What about the 4,500 complaints of sexual assault against children that happened in these ICE detention camps where we agreed to separate children from their parents Mm-hmm. And now there are almost 5,000 reports of sexual assault happening there. What about those children? Are we saving those children? But not no, not them, because they, they were forced to cross the border illegally. So fuck them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it's so hypocritical, which isn't surprising, but I made this really big, comprehensive list today that I posted on Facebook and garnered a little bit of donations, almost 100 bucks, which isn't shit. but you know, there are a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. That if you genuinely wanted to do something, you can do something. Mm -hmm. One of which in West Virginia, um, which I don't have a source to back this up because it is hard to find information on it, which is part of the problem, but that West Virginia homes and the adoption sector... They're, they're running out of people to place children with.
1: Well, there's a sign down on the street that says, be a foster parent, like on the
0: corner. I mean, it, it, it's it, like people, a yard sale sign. It's we like have a drug epidemic yeah. here. I mean, and, and this is the problem is that the majority of these children that are trafficked do come from homes like that. Well, I was going to say. Where they're vulnerable and mm-hmm. there are things you could do. You be, you could become a foster parent. If you're not willing to make that commitment, that's fine. I understand that. But make a donation to your local, you know, YWCA or, you know, take the training on, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you go on my Twitter, I created a huge thread of resources of different websites where you can learn things. And if you work in a place like a gas station or a travel center or literally anything, um, you can print the posters out to put in the bathrooms that it's like, hey, if you're being trafficked, you can text this number or call this number. or You can give this signal or, you know, there, there's all these different resources mm-hmm. and trainings that people can do. And I'm actually going to talk to some of the attorneys in my work about it. I don't know if they'll go for it, but I'm going to see if they'll at least send out a mass email that it's like you can sign up for the service. if You're an attorney to offer services to people who have been trafficked to get rid of their criminal records. Because unfortunately, a lot of children, children are arrested for child prostitution, which we all know isn't a real thing. Child Mm-mm. prostitution is not a thing. That's called rape. Right. Okay. So these people who are now criminals need to be defended, but can't afford attorneys. And there's just a whole slew of problems that ensues there. But let me tell you that hashtagging save the children with a meme about Tom Hanks is not fucking helping anyone. No. Okay. So like well, I said, just, go to my Twitter. There is a thread if you're local, it has it has um, resources for our local YWCA, but if not, mm-hmm. there is a link to um, a government official website that you can type in your address and it'll tell you what local agency deals with trafficking victims and you can donate to them. There, there's just so many options and I get it. I'm a poor person myself,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: listen, I donated 15 bucks today. That's like two packs of cigarettes, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll go without Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like it's important that it, if you're willing to fucking talk about it, be about it. Right. I'm sick of the, let me just jump on and pretend like I care about this. Right. Because, no, nah, I'm I'm going to start being that guy that's a dick. That's just like, shut the fuck up. You don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Just shut the, either do something or shut your fucking mouth. Put up right. or shut up. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my rant about the Save the Children. Um. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, it's at JukeXJones, or you can find me through the Project 99 Twitter page. But And I posted it on my Facebook too. It's a public post. um, And I go by Juke Jones on Facebook as well. There are a lot of resources on this big thread that I created. There's the national hotlines. Even if you did nothing, but like I said, if you work in a place where a lot of people come in and out, you could just post it in the bathroom. Like here's the number if you're being trafficked. Like literally anything. Mm -hmm. Just know the signs. Call and report it. Mm -hmm. Something. But just posting hashtag does nothing. Right.
1: Well, and, you know, a lot of the contributing factors to um, sexual exploitation involves economic desperation. Uh, we know that. Those two things are linked. And as much as there is trafficking in the United States, um, a lot of uh, very poor countries around the world, um, children's own parents are exploiting them and making child pornography and and you know, putting them online to do acts, um, you know, it's just, it's 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 actually, it's hell on earth. It's, it's unfathomable. It's horrible. It's disgusting. And, you know, there are real people who go out and fight these crimes every day. And um, they suffer a lot. The people that have to deal with this actually up close and personal every day and see these actual real children, they're not a political tool for either party to use to say you know we're the party that's going after (laughs) pedophiles you know yeah
0: but for the record uh trump was buddy with uh george nader who is a convicted pedophile i know he took a
1: photo with him for which he received a 189 thousand dollar donation and uh that's enough for me he was advised that it was not a guy you'd want to take your photo with I mean, Trump is so oblivious about so many things. Do I believe it's possible he didn't know who George Nader was? Yeah, that's possible. But I also think that um, probably his his handlers probably said, uh, yeah, you really don't want to take a picture with this guy. Because at that point in time, George Nader was multiple times, you know, convicted um sex offender but and let
0: off for information just like epstein was he was he was let off because of his sensitive
1: government work which means he was internationally you know working with
0: spies and <laughs> you know, right. high level but I none of that him. shit mattered to the kids he abused so no
1: right um and they didn't particularly care in in the uh czech uh republic where he was he served some time over there for that I'm not going to go was, too much
0: into the details of statistics because I could talk about this. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on it because it is such a popular topic right now. But to, to end on this topic, stop fucking tweeting pictures and posting shit about Tom Hanks and Ellen DeGeneres and Pizzagate and all this shit. It, it doesn't really matter and half of it has no evidence. And this is from love146.org, which is part of the r- websites that I posted in this thread of information. And the number one thing that they put on this list of information you should know is that any given moment, an estimated 40.3 million people are being victimized in situations of trafficking and exploitation worldwide. 25% of these are children. If that doesn't make you fucking sick. I mean, it's like, I, I hate to take this moment where people are actually showing compassion for a situation and prey on that. To like make them actually do on some do something about it, but at the same time, I don't feel bad. If you actually genuinely feel bad, then let me guilt you about just posting a hashtag into mm-hmm. actually fucking doing something about it mm-hmm. because uh, so i'm I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because I ain't shit, but I make a conscious effort not to go off about things unless i'm at least doing something Mm -hmm. even if that's just making a post with more information with links on how other people can help i can't always afford to donate but just hashtagging save the children just put the national hotline on there to report tips something put Mm -hmm. something on there
1: well and i think too that you know as far as politics are concerned I don't think any politician on in either party, any party, anywhere is exempted from the possibility that they have predilections, predilection to be a pedophile, okay? What I do think the connection there, the nexus that Epstein kind of made, was that pe- elite people are used to getting away with pretty much whatever. And when it comes to perversions uh, that may involve young, uh, illegal um, individuals— You know, there's people that can make that happen for you. We've seen it in Hollywood. We've seen it in politics. We've seen it in a lot of places where people basically are above the law, right? So it's also known in the history of (laughs) from the beginning of forever that governments want to have information to blackmail people with. Because you can be as rich as you want, but there's nothing like controlling somebody by having a secret that they don't want to come out. And a lot of these politicians, when as they rose up through the ranks, you know, to the the level of elitism, okay, that they have, the secrets that they have, the power that they hold, there's always people who want to catch them and have something over them. You know, it's like the ultimate chess game of maneuvering these powerful people into positions where you control them. And I think blackmail has been a big way that they've done that. And I think child sex trafficking does play a role in that so you know I, I'm sure that if uh Epstein is dead whoever if if Mac Ghislaine Maxwell has copies of all of his videos and all of his audios of all the people that he's he was blackmailing maybe she's going to use it to save her butt now maybe she's given a copy to somebody else to be her dead man switch I don't know but eventually the stuff's going to come out
0: you know. Well, I hope it does, and I seriously hope that everyone who is jumping on as a part of this movement takes it more seriously than just looking good on social media, because we need to demand, first of all, a reform of what's happening with ICE, because 4,500 children being sexually abused is not fucking okay. I don't care where they came from or why. Mm-hmm. CPS needs to have a total overhaul. Um, I forget the Netflix documentary, and i feel i'm feeling very disrespectful because i don't remember the little boy's name it was gabriel something um but they did a whole netflix documentary about it, how this boy was tortured and murdered by his parents his mom and his his mom's boyfriend and cps failed him over and over again we hear these stories all the time mm-hmm. these are the types of kids that get trafficked if they don't get completely destroyed murdered molested in their own homes Okay, these are all issues that if we actually care, then people need to talk about this shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I know personally that have dealt with some kind of sexual trauma in their childhood. I mean, nearly every woman I know and and a lot of men too. And there should be a space for them to talk about that too. It's not just women. It does happen to men and I feel like a lot of them don't speak up because they don't have a space to talk about it. So, I mean, this is a problem that affects everyone, And I don't know, I feel like a broken record because I have been preaching about this shit forever. It has nothing to do with the fucking Pizzagate. But if you genuinely want to help people, then just please do something more than just posting a hashtag. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you fucking donate 10 bucks and you gloat about it for three months. Like, I don't care. Just do something, you know?
1: I'm trying to look up. Somebody um, told me about an organization that actually rescues children by just
0: basically um, buying them. Oh, yeah. You know, and Ashton Kutcher actually worked with the organization. Operation
1: Underground Railroad? Yeah,
0: I donated to them today. Actually, I donated a little bit of money to the my local YWCA, and someone from my friends list also donated to the organization, so then I went to their profile, and they had the Underground Railroad um, fundraiser on their page, so then I also donated to that. Like I said, not very much, because I am a person that lives paycheck to paycheck, but again... If it means I have to go out with a couple pack of cigarettes, that's right. a little bit of a sacrifice to make. You know, I mean, and that's what people people in this country need to realize that. We're all consumed in our own bubbles of consumerism and living our perfect little happy lives. And we just, we don't want to stray from that even in the slightest way mm-hmm. to help anyone else. And that's got to stop. That,
1: I think, though, that with the pandemic, I really do think people are doing a reassessment of their lives and what matters to them. And it's really causing a lot of people to do... Serious soul-searching, you know, which is a good thing. But yeah, this this organization is called um, Operation Underground Railroad and from what I understand is they use the donations that they receive to um, go to these countries uh, and uh, to um, basically do sting operations where they 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 portend pretend that they are child abusers sex traffickers and they buy these children and then rescue them out of the country Um, and they've also helped in the prosecution of traffickers. So uh, on their webpage, it says they've rescued 3,800 victims so far in the past six years of their existence and uh, have assisted in the arrest of more than 2,100 traffickers around the world. I mean, so just imagine if you take out one trafficker, how many children you're going to stop because maybe you only rescued three from that one trafficker, but then... You know, that's all those children, they're not going to be trafficking in the future. So these people do good work. And if you really want to help, like Juke's saying, like there's people out there actively involved in the actual real rescue of these children. So just stop following, you know, crazy conspiracy theories. Yes, it's real, it's happening, and there are ways that you can help to stop it. Um, as far as elite child trafficking, I said this when I studied the Epstein flight logs that, um, you know, if private, uh, Citizens, uh, I'm sorry, citizens who have their own planes and own their their private airstrips, if they had to have you know security uh, or cameras or some type of oversight in these where they're flying these children out from, that could be a huge detriment right there. Right. I mean, if a child's kidnapped off the street and put into a van and taken to a private rich person's house and they have a private jet and they fly, you know. T.S. There is no T.S.A. They're There's not asking no you for security. No, yeah, I mean, I mean nothing. It's just like drug trafficking. Like, how right. are these? We it's need it's to all put done an end through
0: private airports to all those loopholes. That should be the first demand. Which is my whole thing: is to stop posting these hashtags with absolutely no demands or no, no, no push for change, no push for anything. You're just fucking posting it to be a part of the conversation, and that's fucking ignorant. But enough on that topic, because okay. we do want to get to the update on some of the police murders um, that we talked about. But although I do do feel like this turns into this whole conversation about Save the Children is a lot of... um, Because a lot of the children that are disproportionately affected are children of color. Mm -hmm. So this just ties into that whole conversation. Um, But right before we talk about this uh, update on a couple of these cases, I want to touch on a subject I actually learned about today... I I was completely shocked by this and I asked several other people who also weren't aware of this so I wanted to touch on it. Because this is an election year and I was always under the impression before that if you were a felon you couldn't vote. But now I'm finding out that that's just not true. Um state felon laws, state felon voting laws are different everywhere. Um and there's really only 11 states where um actually 9 states. There's 9 states where you may lose Uh, your right to vote permanently arizona wyoming iowa kentucky tennessee mississippi alabama florida and i think delaware Um, but for the rest of the country some of them are unrestricted and can vote even from prison or can vote after they serve prison time after they serve prison and parole time and after they get off prison parole and probation time which our state west virginia is one of the ones that after you serve your time in prison you do your parole and you serve your probation, you can have the right to vote again. So I think that's really important. I know that that's a common misconception. I believed it, mm-hmm. that once you were a felon, you couldn't vote, but you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so check what state you are voting from and, you know, pursue that. And, you know, I should have done a little bit more research to see because I know in some states you have to apply for it to be reinstated. But I'm sure there are probably programs out there to help people do that, Um so yeah, if you're a felon and you hear this and you want to vote, there are options. Mm-hmm. Don't don't believe that common misconception. This, this is one of the things that they should tell you when you're released from prison. Like, hey, this and this and this. But of course, they're not going to do that. So right. just wanted to share that little bit of information. And now I'm going to hand it over to Mick to talk about the updates of some police killings and where they are now with arrests and convictions.
1: Okay, so in the George Floyd case... Um the attorney for the Asian officer, I think his name is Chung. Um, if I'm not pronouncing that right, I apologize. But um, is trying to have the prosecutor now thrown off the case, saying that the prosecutor has made too many statements which are political and um, that he is not you know, doing his due diligence to prosecute the, prosecute the case fairly, blah, blah, blah. So um, his attorney is trying to have the prosecutor removed um and Derek Chauvin um as you may recall his wife filed for divorce quite promptly after he was arrested and I've kind of in my mind always wondered like what kind of life did she <laughs> live at
0: home with this guy that well okay I don't mean to be a dick but you know when we're talking about cops I have to mention cough cough 40 percent spousal abuse rate cough cough So,
1: I mean, we don't know, like, that's total speculation, but she ain't standing by her man. It's my thing. She is
0: not. Yeah, but that could be self-preservation, too. So we don't know.
1: So, but anyway, so she filed for divorce. Well, you know, when you file for divorce, like, you have to submit, like, financial documentation to show, like, what you, whatever you own and that kind of thing. And apparently they found out that for three years, the last three years, they haven't filed any taxes. What did you say, like, Asian guy's
0: name was? Was it Chung? No, it's, it's Tao. Theo, I don't know. It's T O U T H A O. That's his name. Dude,
1: thank you for correcting me on that. Cause like I don't know if I just wrote that because I was tired and I thought that was what his name was. But I
0: yeah, I knew it was so something thank with you a
1: for, T. Thank you for correcting me on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he's so his attorney is the one wanting the uh, prosecutor taken off the case. Um. So yeah, but anyways, so Derek Chauvin's wife like filed for divorce and they found out through their financial paperwork that they hadn't filed taxes in the last three years. The two years before that, they underreported their income hmm. because both he and his wife do side jobs. Sounds about white. <laughs> <laughs> so the total they've, under, they've underreported, including three years they didn't file in the two years previous, $464,433. dollars they owe a total of $21,853 in back taxes, and with interest and penalties, it comes to $37,868. Um, another interesting thing that came out was on their financial paperwork was that um, Derek Chauvin filed a homestead exemption on his Minnesota home, which you're like, well, that's, you know, understandable. That's legal tax-wise, right? Right. But you can only file it on your primary residence.
0: Which means his primary residence should have been...
1: in Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota, right? Mm. But he voted in Florida. Eh. In 2016. Shocking. So that's voter fraud. And I just want to say that for all the crying the Republicans do about all this alleged voter fraud, which I don't know if you know this, but Trump had a team of people conduct... A serious investigation into these voter fraud that's going on, and yeah, they didn't find any. Like serious, and my phone was like, "Yes." Oh, that's sorry, true. serious. Um, it's like Siri. No, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Siri. Stop listening to a Siri. Creeping ass um, bitch. So, anyways, yeah, they've they've found like no voter fraud, Shocker. virtually no voter fraud. Uh, but every time we a case does pop up, it's always Republicans. <laughs>
0: Like just a couple of weeks ago, we saw no, where there was a guy—not guy. the, the Law and Order party. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> just remember the <laughs> translation of that. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, there was a a guy in West Virginia who was changing mail-in votes after they were mailed in. I saw that. Yeah, to Republican. Mm, shocker. Changing them from Democrat to Republican. Now this wasn't a problem with the mail-in ballots. The mail-in ballots were from the people that they said they were from they were not fraudulently put into the mail this dude just decided to open and change so yeah which is crazy because he's like voting for the guy who wants to do away with the postal service so there's that Alrighty then so that was the Derek Chauvin so
0: we'll be following up on that to see so what about out of the four of them um how many of them are still in jail? They're still in jail. All four. As far, of them?
1: As, far as I know. Because I
0: know somebody posted a video of the one guy, uh, like in a Walmart or something, and they were like, "Oh, he's buying essentials," but he was carrying a fucking box of Oreos, and it's like, "Yeah, you just wanted to be seen." <laughs> <you."> <laughs> I don't think they want to be seen right now. Well, what, you going for the essentials, and you're buying Oreos? Like, mm,
1: maybe mm. that's maybe that's essential for a couple. That was very that was very discriminatory for me to say. That. Okay, um, second officer released from jail. Okay, so they are. Yeah, I thought a couple of them got out already.
0: I know Chauvin's still in. So this is June 20th.
1: Um, J. Alexander, oh, here's why I thought his name was Chung. It's K-U-E-N-G, right? K-E-U-N-G. That's oh, one of okay. The, yeah. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Of.
0: That's, not the, uh, that's not the Asian. That's not the Asian guy? Looking man. No. I don't know what his. I don't know what his. Uh, they have his I picture here. Yeah. He looks. I, I mean, he looks of Asian descent, but I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. I
1: mean, not that it matters. The race doesn't
0: matter. No, but like not at when all.
1: you see their pictures in your mind, like from the news, like that's what. That's the officer that wa- his attorney wants them removed. Okay. Right. So um, J. Alexander Kuhn, his bail was set at $750,000. And he left the Hennepin County Jail on Friday night. And this was a news story on CNN from um the twentieth of June. So, yeah, that's two of them we know
0: for sure. This is from NPR on July fifth. It says third ex police officer charged in George Floyd deaths, released from jail on okay. bond. So then
1: Chauvin's the only one still in there? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. That's that's that update then. That. And they probably have reason to hold him now that they know he's committed tax oh, fraud. Now, so. whether they're actually
0: going to hold him to the same accountability as they do everybody else, we'll see. Well, that's another thing.
1: Okay. So, Brianna Taylor case, um, the most recent update that I could find was authorities um, basically the prosecutor met with her family and is saying that they're conducting an investigation and they have so much ballistic evidence from the scene i'm guessing everybody knows what ballistic evidence is but basically like who what gun fired what bullet and what trajectory it went okay my question is why is that i mean why is that part really relevant to their arrest none of this is fucking relevant because here's what we do know Mm -hmm. is that even if her boyfriend pulled his gun first let's assume worst case scenario He pulled his gun first and shot at the individuals entering his home who he did not know were police. Let's say he shot first. They returned a volley of gunfire, which killed Breonna Taylor. The individual they were seeking to arrest was already in custody. Right. So your fuck up. Cost a life. Caused someone to die.
0: Right. Not only cost an actual physical life, but also probably ruined the lives of everyone who knew and loved her, I so mean,
1: it's isn't that involuntary manslaughter? You killed somebody, like when you're drunk driving a car. That's what they say. It's involuntary
0: because you yeah, killed somebody, at least accidental homicide, something.
1: But you didn't know, you didn't have intent, you didn't have malice aforethought. Okay, we don't think the, these individuals said, "Oh, let's go to Brianna Taylor's house, let's have a plot to kill her." Okay, that's first degree murder. We know it wasn't that, but I'm saying, ballistic evidence, seriously, like how much do we know about why they didn't know that the person they were trying to arrest was already in fucking custody? Like if I was her sister or her mom, that would be the thing that is just grating me because not only did they get the wrong house, let's say that they just got the wrong house. That's egregious enough of a screw up. But the fact that your own people had the person you were looking for and the failure of the left hand to know what the right hand was doing is actually what caused her to die is like even more. But again, we're talking about these no-knock raids, about police doing these no-knock raids to serve warrants. This, a lot of this is bullshit. They don't need to go kicking people's doors in, in the fucking middle of the night, early in the morning, whatever they do to serve a fucking warrant on somebody. Wait till they're at work and they're not expecting it. Catch them off guard when they're out in public. You don't burst into somebody's home in the middle of the night and before you justify the cops doing that, just remember this. You're an innocent person who just has a gun to defend your home. Innocent until proven guilty. Or shot dead because they got your house when they meant to get your neighbor's house who was a crackhead, okay? It might be a simple mistake. You're a law-abiding citizen, but, but guess you're what? you're dead now, so it doesn't you're matter. You're dead and it doesn't matter. The serious, the no-knock-raid shit has to be part of this criminal justice reform. I know they're talking about re-educating officers, about deploying social workers in certain scenarios, which all is good, but this no-knock raid bullshit needs to be examined under a microscope because there's a lot of mistakes being made, a lot of wrong people being traumatized for no reason. It doesn't need to have to complete... Well, there was
0: just another case, too, in uh, May that a man in Arizona, Ryan Whitaker... 40 years old, was a white guy, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Apparently, they were playing video games, and someone made a noise complaint, and they showed up to his house, and they beat on his door at 10 o'clock at night, and he answered the door with a gun, and then when he saw it was the police, you can clearly see him in the body cam footage that he gets on his knees, and he puts the gun down, and after the gun hits the ground, the second officer opens fire on him and kills him, like several shots. And his girlfriend comes out running, screaming, and she's begging them to render him some aid. And she's, like, basically pleading with them. And he's yeah. tr- she's trying to hold his hand. She's trying to be there with him. He's fucking dying. They deny her that. They push her away. They pull her back. They say, you can't be near this, blah, 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 blah. The guy dies. And I'm like, where are all these Second Amendment right people? Mm-hmm. Because this guy just got shot and killed for legally owning a weapon. Yes. And he put it down, like, and you can't even turn this into a race thing because he was a white guy this time. So where the fuck are you people? Yeah. Like, this just goes to prove that they just don't care unless it's them. Right. Because it's not illegal to own a fucking gun in America. Right. Okay. And this dude, 10 o'clock at night, someone was beating on his door. So Mm -hmm. he answered the door with a fucking gun. And as soon as he saw his cop, it was clearly, you watched it in the video, he gets on his knees and puts the gun on the ground. And then the officer opens fire on him. It was absolutely unjustified.
1: Well, a lot of this stuff too is the communication between the individuals involved. So, in other words, if the officer approaches the the house, okay, and he opens the door and he says, "There's, I got one here with a firearm." Like we don't, I'm not. I'm, this is all just me talking. This is not anything I've heard. But if an officer relays to another officer over the radio that there's a subject with a firearm or is known to have a firearm or is known to have a permit to have a firearm, the officer arriving on the scene is already in his mind to a certain extent like amped up and ready for a shootout. So if you watch some of those videos... Like, There's one where a guy follows a homeless man into the bathroom. I mean, he looks like a homeless man. I don't know that he was homeless, but he's kind of scraggly looking individual. Caught follows him to the bathroom, supposedly wanting to have a conversation about the fact that he jaywalked. Seriously, the guy's just trying to get away from him. He's like, Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like, I don't want to talk to you or whatever. And the officer becomes more like persistent and aggressive. And so they get into a physical confrontation, and a, th- a second officer arriving on the scene says, like, does he have your gun? And it's like, there all this conversation, somehow there's, anyway, all the guy hears is, he's got my gun, and he shoots the guy, and kills him in the bathroom. That was over jaywalking. Because of miscommunication, because of amped up emotions. So, anyway, I see that story that you're talking about, that that kind of stuff happens all the time.
0: Yeah, all the time. And that's, people are like, oh, well, when they knocked on the door, they said police. And I'm like, well, clearly... As the report shows, they were playing video games, and I don't know, I don't know the details of that, but I know when I play video games, I wear a headset, and you could scream at me from downstairs, right. and I'm not gonna hear right. shit through that headset. Well, in the Elijah McCain story, that he was actually wearing McLean. McClain. Ha- McClain. Sorry, I know, McClain. I I fucked that up when we actually covered it on the episode. I put it in the description that I misreported that it's McLean, Elijah McLean, McLean. Yeah. Okay, like John McLean,
1: McLean. Okay. So No, it's John McCain, which is probably... No, like a- John
0: McClain from Die Hard. Oh, okay. Okay, My that bad. didn't help clear this up at all. We we're no. talking politics a minute <laughs> My bad. Yes, his name was so, Elijah McClain. Elijah
1: McClain. Okay, so um, he was wearing, I believe, headphones when they tried to stop him initially, and I think that's why he didn't hear them, because he was probably listening to music or whatever, and a lot of times, that's what happens. The cops think someone is non-compliant; They don't fucking hear you. Right. Okay? It's, they're not non-compliant. they do not he- You're coming up behind them, and they don't hear you, so you just shoot them because they don't turn around and answer this you? This kid was the one they injected with the ketamine. Ketamine. Okay, so where we are on this one, um, three o- the three officers involved in killing Elijah have been fired, but not for killing him. They were fired after a photo surfaced online of them in front of a memorial service for Elijah, reenacting the chokehold used on him while smiling. Wow.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, I can't even. As for criminal charges,
1: after 2 million people signed a petition, it only took 2 million people to make the state of Colorado do something, by the way. Colorado health officials are investigating the use of ketamine, and Elijah McLean's death on August 24, 2019. In case y'all missed that, 2019. And this only came to light after George Floyd because his mother got on television and said, well, what about my son? And we saw a lot of that um, because so many of these cases are just dismissed. Swept under the rug. Just dismissed, you know? And they wonder why it led to a riot, and you can pick apart George Floyd all you want and say, well, he had a past history, whatever. How many cases do you not know about? And to people that want to say, well, white people get shot too. Here's my answer to that. I don't fucking care What race a person is, they're a human being and I don't care if you're a white person that gets your door kicked in and shot mistakenly by the police or a black person, their door gets kicked in and shot mistakenly by the police, you're still fucking dead. So to all the people who want to say, oh, they're just trying to make it about race. Are there people that want to inflame it as a race issue? Yes. It doesn't change the fact. And also to all those people who want to say that, and when you look at the disparity as to how... Quickly, someone is arrested when the suspect is black and the victim is white. And you want to talk about the Aubrey case where months went by and nothing happened. Why? Because not only were the two guys that chased Ahmed Aubrey down white, they had worked with the police, they were known to the police. So, and then, you know, it's like another uh, Zimmerman deal. A wannabe cop that sometimes is a useful idiot for the cops. They know him, you know. He admires them. He looks up the cops. He's a dumbass. He's Could, a bootlicker. Doesn't have the actual capacity to be a cop. Now these two, one of them actually was a police officer. <laughs> oh, but wait, former, so I'm not
0: was a former police so officer. So back to
1: Elijah. Um, I did want to put point this out that just last weekend, while all this is still pending investigation still going on over this incident. A Colorado police officer held four children, one as young as six years old, at gunpoint after a vehicle they were riding in was suspected of being stolen. The mother of the six-year-old was driving the vehicle. She's 27. The other girls in the car were 17, 14, 12, and of course the six-year-old. There's video of this online. So <clears throat> what happened was there was a vehicle that was stolen. The plate on the vehicle they were driving had the same letters and numbers as, a, as a, another plate, which I didn't think was possible. I thought they were unique. <clears throat> but the other plate was from another state, and it was on, I think, a motorcycle. <laughs> it wasn't even the same kind of vehicle. But when they ran the plate, because the numbers and letters came back the same, uh, the officer believed that this was a stolen vehicle. This was what initiated the stop. <clears throat> now, they claim that it's typical in a, quote, felony stop, which I guess a stolen vehicle was a felony stop, to pull a gun on people. But now, let me ask you this. So you're, this person's in a stolen vehicle. You put your lights on them. They don't speed up. They don't try to get away. They just pull over. Indicator number one, that maybe the person driving didn't fucking steal the vehicle, might not have any idea that it's stolen, and may not have any evil designs on you as an officer if they fucking slowed down and pulled over right away. They showed compliance. Where is that in the police handbook that... Is that what no other always telling people to do. Just comply. Just comply. So yes, it's a felony stop. It's a felony reason, if it's accurate. Probable.
0: Which it wasn't. Probable felony.
1: <laughs> but... What are your visual fucking senses telling you when you're pulling over this vehicle and it's complying and there's no, there's no, you know, crazy behavior yet? Yet. Okay. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying officers don't pull people over and then they spin around on them and do crazy shit, unpredicted shit. That does happen. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But they pull this lady over. I believe she was in a parking lot where the video was taken. And... So they get her and these kids out of the vehicle. Now, you can see there's, you know, uh, four children with her. Do you think that she's going to go joyriding in a stolen vehicle with four children? And if you were thinking, if you were a criminal who stole a vehicle and you were thinking, oh, shit, I just got busted by the cops. But I got these four kids with me, so maybe this isn't a good time for a standoff. I don't know. I mean, as a mom, you know, of of two children, I know if I was doing something wrong and the cop's pulled me over, my first thought as a mother is, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to protect my children and make this not be a bad scene. So they get these kids out, they got them face down on the ground at gunpoint, you know, and so these kids are now traumatized for the rest of their lives. Um, They probably hate the police now. And these are going to be your future activists who are going to grow up and say that cops are idiots and they they're criminals and whatever else. Maybe not, but I'm just saying. I feel like somewhere in the fucking training manual for being a police officer, they need to teach you that to to every minute, kind of evaluate what is happening with you and a, a, a subject that you're about to put in the handcuffs. Because like I said, if you're going to go take a stolen vehicle you're not gonna putting them
0: into handcuffs would be one thing pulling a loaded fucking firearm on someone is another thing
1: right do they think these kids don't watch the news they don't see what happens sometimes when black people are pulled over i didn't mention that this these people are black but they were i don't think i mentioned that but and then in the video that this person in the parking lot took you see them still face down on the ground and there's like six police officers walking around and they got mom in handcuffs already. What the fuck threat are these children? Like, what are you thinking? That you still have them face down crying on the pavement. What the fuck are you thinking? So I just think things like that are so egregious that I don't even know how you can train, because if someone is that beyond comprehension as a human being, what if another human being is feeling and expressing and experiencing, and they can't assess risk any better than that they probably don't need to be a police officer <laughs> cuz if you think that little 6-year-old is going to do something to you unsuspend. you got to pre- and they're all walking around like they got their you know there's like two female cops and a, i think there's two male cops if i remember but they're they're got their gun their hands on their hips you know like they're looking at this, they're assessing their suspects on the ground and i'm just like and the one officer kneels down and like kind of pats the the one woman on the back, and then they sit them up. They're, she's still in handcuffs, I think it's the mom. They sit her up, and it's like they're trying to act like they're being compassionate. I'm like, but what the fuck are you doing? Why are they still face down on the pavement? I don't understand. What, what is your thought process? So I just think that this is the kind of incident where the public needs to have like, you know, a kind of open session with the police department. And get to ask these kind of questions to these officers. Like, what were you thinking? Like, honestly, just tell me your thought process. I understand it was a felony. I get all that. But, like, at what point did you go, I think I might be fucking up right now. That's
0: a lot of fucking audacity (laughs) to have to just walk up on this car and immediately assume that this is definitely what's happening here. Like, I guess I don't have the confidence to be a police officer. Because at every moment, in every situation in my life, I'm thinking... Well, it could be this, but it could be that, you know, how do you just walk up to this car and you're just <clears throat> immediately like, yep, this is what the situation is. And it's like, no, okay, I get that that was the initial information you got, but isn't somewhere in the back of your head thinking, well, it is plausible and possible that that's not the situation. Did and you that the, might be making a mistake right, right now. Yeah, seriously. Is there not a shred a fucking so listen, thought in your mind that makes you think maybe I'm wrong? Here's what I will tell you will make
1: people second guess themselves. And cops don't ever want to second guess themselves. But sometimes you fucking have to because your initial thought is wrong. Dude, that's what a second guess is. When your initial fucking thought was stupid and wrong and now you got to go, oh, wait a second. No, no, no like that information I got must have been bad because what I'm seeing right in front of my face is not matching up with that. Right. That's a second guess, dude. But guess what? If you don't second guess what happens, you go down a road where you just stick with your wrong shit in your head until some tragedy happens. And that can go the other way too. I get it. But when I worked in private security, it's a whole different world than being a police officer. But what I will say is that the decision-making process as to whether you have a guest that you are going to kick out ask for money back that they stole now what's the consequence in police work I don't know we haven't seen much of it but in private security you get sued out the ass businesses get sued from everything from uh I was embarrassed in public and I was humiliated and I suffered damages because of that I was psychologically terrified because they forced me to go to the security office and I didn't know what they were going to do to me People sue and win ass loads of money from casino security people when they fuck up.
0: So we were basically kind of schooled on how not to fuck up. Right. So you Not have- to mention that you're approaching all of these people, sometimes drunk, violent people,
1: with no weapon. Right, so de-escalation is a huge part of that. There you go. De-escalation. There was the word I was looking for. So there's de-escalation, but there's also language skills like We don't have any authority to detain people, right? But I can ask you if you'll please go with me to the security office to speak with me about an issue. Could you please go with me? Would you like to please go? You know, like you're asking them. If they say no, fuck off and walk out the door, you have no authority to stop them. But some, they fail to train their private security people. You don't have the ability to grab people. You don't have the ability to tell people they have to come with you. And just the way you phrase that can cost you millions of dollars, so therefore, what I'm saying is when you approach a person as a private security person, you have all of these things in your head at the same time as you're trying to not get punched out or shot or stabbed or whatever, because people carry weapons all the time. There's no in their screening process, right? So you got that. Um, so where was I going with that? So basically, the officers have to have the capacity to think, what if I'm wrong about this? Now, I'll tell you what will make them think that. How somebody's dressed. What kind of car they're driving. Because when you approach somebody in private security that looks like they got a lot of money, and like they spend a lot of money at your facility, and sometimes other employees will tell you, you know that person spends a lot of money here.
0: Better not fuck with them. Better not fuck with that person.
1: But if they look like some homeless bum that's in off the street, fucking kick them out. Nobody cares about how they act to them people, right?
0: So I've seen that. Which is really funny to me because I work for a guy who's like really wealthy, but like you would never know it by looking at him because he just dresses super average and he like drives an old beat up van. Mm -hmm. Like you would never know he's so wealthy, but he is.
1: Right. And so whenever I approach anybody, not just because I'm a, I try to be a decent fucking person, but like whether that person looks like a homeless individual or whether they look like they spend millions... I'm going to approach them exactly the same way with respect and in a dignified manner to explain to them what the problem is I'm encountering and why I need to speak with them, okay? Do it the same way no matter who the person is, with respect and clearly just about what you're there talking about. So police, I'm sure, do the same thing. When they pull a car over, what kind of car is it? Is it a person that looks like they might be some fucking attorney that's going to come out and give me a rash of shit and I'm going to have to hear about this from my boss? As so I pull this person over... Are you going to put a person in a three-piece... Now, stop and think about this. How many guys have you seen in three-piece suits with $500, $1,000 shoes face down on the pavement in a police video? How many? Fucking none. 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 Zilch. Zero. How many people do you see that look like homeless people getting the shit roughed up out of them because they look like they have no money? A lot. Okay. That's all I'm saying second guessing has a lot to do with the officer thinking how much trouble they're going to get in and they know there's certain people they can pick on and not get in any trouble at all so back to ahmed aubrey uh basically the mcmichaels requested that the charges be dropped because they were defending themselves
0: Mm, yeah picked a fight Mm -hmm. but yeah defending themselves sure
1: Now, the judge in the case that they requested, this was a few days ago, so the judge hasn't made a decision, but their attorney said, well, we want all the charges dropped because they were defending themselves, and we'd like them to have bail. We want them released on bail. Now, the judge in the case has already denied bail for the man who took the picture. Remember that guy? At first, he was a hero because he took the video, And it wouldn't have came out if he wouldn't have took the video, but then he was somehow involved with them. So he got arrested too. That same judge said, "Mm -mm, ain't happening. So I don't see these guys getting out of jail, but that's where that is at at the moment.
0: All right. Well, at least that's an update. I can't say that I'm overly impressed with any of that information. Yeah, like it moves so slow.
1: I mean, you know this. You work in the legal field. How slow stuff goes through the court. Yep, it's so super slow. while we're on that, and since it ties back to Kamala Harris, if you turn on Fox News, <clears throat> which I don't really encourage you to do, but every once in a while I just kind of have to see what they're saying about stuff because I'm like, oh, let's see what the crazy nuts of Fox News are saying. So their big story earlier today was that Kamala Harris um, – tweeted about an organization who was helping to get protesters out of jail. Okay, and? Well, what they were doing was collecting money, and they were bailing out people who couldn't afford bail. But they, but what happened was they normally get like $1,000 a month in donations. And when the George Floyd protest took off, they got like $35 million in <laughs> donations, like this little volunteer organization so here's the premise of their organization. If you're rich, and I'm poor, and we both commit the same crime, some rich, somebody's gonna get some money out of the bank, come bail you out of jail, and you're gonna bail out of jail for the two years until your trial. I'm poor, I'm gonna sit in jail. So the people are arguing against the cash bond thing because they're like, it's just discriminatory. Right. It's discriminatory against poor people. Mm-hmm. It is. So this organization, Bailed a Levels lot, the playing field. Levels the playing field. Now, apparently they've bailed out some individuals that were multiple. Less than savory? Yeah, less than savory. One guy I think was a convicted rapist. I don't know what he was in jail for. When they bailed him out, um, you know, some violent criminals. So their argument is that you know, what we're saying is that a rich person would have got out of jail for that same thing. So all we're doing is saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the crime is. If that person was rich, they would be out of jail. So we're just giving them money. So they're, they're now the same as a rich person. But there are political implications because a lot of people don't want somebody out of jail who's been arrested for a violent crime. Right, that's the whole point.
0: Right, so then so set those crimes as no bail crimes.
1: They should be no bail crimes. Because I, I definitely agree that it shouldn't be a rich get out of jail, poor sit in jail. I don't agree with that. But at the same time, I, I 100% think that whether you get bail or not should only be based on how pr- likely it is that you could recommit a violent crime. Right. How dangerous you are. So, but anyway, that's Fox's big news story is that Kamala supported this. I think it's called the Minnesota Freedom Project or something like that. Um, of course. Grasping at straws. Yeah, they're kind of... I mean, they can't put the whole... They can't do too much in the whole race thing because they want to still have the possible deniability. They're not racist, but whatever. Um, and I had a man tell me today that he didn't understand why suburban housewife, that term is any different than stay-at-home mom. Like, why is suburban housewife prejudicial to women? And I'm like, because suburban housewife is like a term that like harkens back to when women were just barefoot and pregnant, kept by their husbands. Mm -hmm. Like, you weren't allowed to have a job. Like your man just made all the money and you stayed home, did what you were told. Like that's kind of the kind of the I you know the whole thing about the suburban housewife. That's why Trump got in, in heat for using that word, but stay at home mom is just the mom who, cause she could have a career and be educated and, you know, just decide that she wants to take time off to raise her children, like to be at home with them, to bond with them. Like, I think that's like,
0: yeah, when people say suburban housewife, thing. I'm like, don't call me that. I'm not addicted to Valium. Like, <laughs> don't say those things about me. I've never yeah. done a Valium in my life Honestly. and I don't drink vodka. How dare you? <laughs> But anyway, I think we hit all of our topics unless you have anything else. No. We do hope to do an
1: episode soon on the um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's what we were going to talk about today because um, we just passed the 75th anniversary of it. And I think it's something that we really should talk about. Um, but with everything going on with Kamala and politics and... Conspiracy you know, theories. <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah. Like I said, conspiracy conspiracies used to be when you looked at the evidence and the story the government was telling you didn't make any sense with fitting the evidence. Now it means nothing.
0: Like yeah. it's just, they're just pulling shit out of thin air. It's just it's whatever they garbage. read on Reddit today.
1: Yeah. Just garbage. So get some real critical thinking skills guys. And like, <laughs> Hey, if you got, you know, some real evidence of some real shit, like I'm all about it. I mean, I'll go blind digging through documents and I flight leader you know them flight logs of Jeffrey Epstein's. Listen, dude, I almost went crazy with that because like the airports, as you know, if you've flown, like all you have is the code. So it's just like, yeah, uh,
0: there was a document released recently. It's 2000 pages. Someone posted it on this group I'm a part of. And they were like, someone read this and let me know. And I'm just like, y'all are a bunch of lazy fuckers. There's like a hundred comments on here. No one will read this. So, of course, I'm the fucking sucker and I read it. Right. And it was basically just documents detailing um, about a defamation claim and how Gisley and Maxwell had no grounds to make a defamation play- claim or, you know, to sue this girl for calling her a liar, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. There's something proof about uh, she had previous knowledge when she made a statement and it was false which proved defamation on the part of the victim that, you know, she could sue Ghislaine Maxwell for defamation mm-hmm. and that Maxwell couldn't sue back because, you know, she was clearly the one in the wrong. Talking about all this, I don't know. It was a big, long, fucking confusing lawyer jargon document of mm-hmm. talking about defamation, basically. But
1: the bummer of that whole thing was, if you know what happened so far, the judge released all the transcripts relating to... um. Virginia Gufray's testimony, which we've heard. She's been on TV. She's free to talk about it. Right. Uh, what we need to know is what Ghislaine said, and they still have that
0: seal. Right. Yeah, which, that's what I said. When I read the whole thing, I was just like, you know, there's like a lot of information here, but nothing that's not shit we don't already know. Yeah. So, I mean, too long to read. Sum it up for you. Nothing Speaking we don't know. Speaking of too
1: long to read, Duke and I did successfully download... The 256 gigabytes that was hacked off of Blue Leaks. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's a mountain, a mountain of evidence. And like... We the, have not do this show like three times a week to cover everything we talk about. And I just remember that because it was... When you said so much evidence, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Like, I've barely tipped the iceberg. And the thing about it is when you do like a blunt force hack like that, where you just go in and you steal whatever you can steal all oh, raw data baby you're gonna get mundane shit like so far mm-hmm. all the stuff that i've looked at was legit like police wanted things where they were circulating a department for this guy that was wanted who attacked somebody and they had video of it like these weren't this wasn't anything scurrilous about the place but there's some shit in there that is scurrilous so like sorting through 256 gigabytes of information this just try- a thankless job Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know if I'll even find anything in there. It's just like the Paradise Papers. They're still finding shit in the Paradise Papers. I mean, it's just endless. Like, honestly, the hackers do a great job, and the rest of us do a shit job trying
0: to keep up with them. Yeah. They're like, here's all this information. And we're like, no, we're lazy. No, thanks. (laughs) Like, yeah, I try. I try. But Jesus Christ, yeah. When you get into reading thousands of pages of documents, it's just mind-numbing, along with dealing with normal everyday bullshit life and yeah. then you know yeah it's a fucking exhausting i will say it's, that woke i will say that it is
1: categorized tough. like what they hacked is uh in folders and like i tried to look for the ones that i thought would contain stuff like fbi texas one was labeled fbi texas i was like oh it's gotta have some good shit in it but uh that's just so much info but yep. if we find anything good in there after before we go blind <laughs> mm-hmm. we will bring it to you here mm-hmm. So, all right, that's all I got. Is that all you got, Mick? That's all I got, man. Oh, wait, and I do want to say one more thing. So, you mentioned to me many times like our users in other countries. And I was like, that is so cool. And I want to give a shout out. You said we have some listeners in Ireland. Mm -hmm.
0: And where else do you remember? Um, Norway and Canada. And I think one in Australia. There's, I mean, there's a couple of different random locations. And that's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's fucking
0: sick. Yeah. there's one guy in Chile too i think we only
1: have like 15 listeners but we're
0: like no actually we we're (laughs) averaging almost uh like 85 to 150 per episode now which is pretty good i mean for the fact that we like aren't consistent at all and we fucking are shit for advertising you know we are terrible it's pretty good we are terrible someday we're gonna grow up and get this i mean this is gonna be our real job good at the talky part not at the advertising part yeah yeah that's it but anyway, we need a
1: marketing person. Anybody yeah, want to help us do. with marketing? We do, but I'm hey, not we'll to you it. because we're poor. So, <laughs> you know, it's a fight for the truth. But we appreciate you every <laughs> single week, every single person, our our family out there in Ireland because we come from Ireland. And
0: yeah, share England. us with your
1: friends. Yeah, share us and uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. Because we could show talk about America. anything. Yeah, we We could. So, so, All right, love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Yep, this is Juke signing off. This is Mick signing off.